Welcome to the Upside Up Podcast. On this episode, anyway, what's been going on in your life, man? You have a you have a new addition to the family, don't you? That's pretty much what it's like to be married. We do have a guest with us today, and it's time to introduce him. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm not sure if anyone's ever called me fabulous before. So <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a new one for you're me. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> but I do want to warn uh, any of the parents out there, any of the listeners, parents. Keep in mind that this is more of a heavier topic that we're going to be talking about the first part of the episode. Um, I had a great question that I was going to ask you. Do you love Sarah? I do. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for contributing. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Jeremy Neus and Garrett Horn. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. Welcome to the Upside Up Podcast on WOAH Radio. Whoa. I'm your host, DJ Jerbear. How we doing, folks? I'm joined by DJ Gerbear. How are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Speechless. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. How you doing, man? Good. As uh, people that follow the show know that we always have something different, and that one just made Matthew laugh, so I just went with it. Matthew's a funny guy. He is funny. It's good taste. Yeah, good taste and laughs. Yeah, but you didn't laugh. I was speechless. You were. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got a great show uh, planned for you today. First of all, I thought that you and I would just catch up a little bit. It's been quite a few months since we talked. I think January was our last episode. A lot's happened in our lives, so uh, I thought that we'd just briefly catch up with one another. I I have finished my last two clinical rotations and learned a lot uh, in the world of physical therapy, and I'm about to graduate. Uh, Let's see. Next week. Whoa. That just hit me. Next week? Next week. What's the date in that? date yeah may 8th and may 11th this is recorded on april 29th uh so yeah this is start i have my last test on tuesday and assuming i pass it i'll be there you will is this a test you have to make like a 70 on to pass or Uh, something i think it's a 63 and most people make like a 70 yeah that's stressful but you'll get you got a hard test man hard test uh let's see what else happened in my life Alyssa and i celebrated three years of dating in february so uh you know quite clap for that golf clap uh, you know, that's been a, a wonderful journey. And then what else? Uh, a 16 seed beat a one in the March Madness tournament. I know. And that was a dream of years of mine for years. And I, I would be remiss not to mention it. I've been watching a lot of beatdowns in March. I know. Trying to wait for that game. And it finally happened. It finally happened. I didn't I, even really get to watch it, but I kept up with it. Yeah. I didn't but, know you didn't watch it. Uh-uh, I was helping um, the move, the, move, the yeah. Alexander's move, but I was keeping up with it. Yeah, so uh, Alyssa's family recently moved, and I was sick during that week. Uh, I, I was in clinical and had to go home sick, and I, I was sitting on the couch watching that game, and we got Matthew out of bed. He was, like, asleep. I don't know if he was all the way asleep, but we were like, Matthew, get out. <laughs> and he was happy. He wanted Virginia to win because he had Virginia in the Final Four, but uh, by the end of it, he was he was rooting for UNBC like the rest of the country was. Yeah. Except for Virginia fans. Can you imagine? How embarrassing. So embarrassing. Anyway, what's been going on in your life, man? Um, pretty much the same. A lot of work. Um, married life's going well. Really well. Is it? Yeah. Amber's here. Yeah, she's sitting right here, so I have to say that or I'll get punched. So <laughs> Punched? Yeah, she's she's pretty strong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she's giving you a dirty look. Yeah. Well, and then uh, you, have a, you have a new addition to the family, don't you? Uh, Amber's not, pregnant. Not, oh. No, 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 no. Hey, man, last episode you said I was engaged, so <laughs> you gave <laughs> Okay, I got revenge. Uh, we do have a new addition, my wonderful dog, Kai. 
He's a uh, Siberian Husky. I've always wanted a Siberian Husky, like since I've been a little kid. And um, since I've been a little kid, like you're currently I, still a little kid. Yes. Sorry. Since I was a little kid. I'm just kidding. Thanks, man. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, and I finally got. We finally got one. And sorry, your dog might be great, but he's not as good as Kai. So yeah, uh, you love that dog. It's precious dog. Precious. Yep. Uh, so that's three dogs at the horn house. Yeah, but two are outside, so all, like all the time. So, and I we have a big backyard. It's perfect. Yeah, and Kai's been good for Duke too, because if you don't know, Duke's like twelve years old, and he's actually like younger now because of Kai. Oh so. yeah, gotcha. Uh, Duke is a wolf husky mix, right? Yep. So just for the listeners' benefit, well, sounds great. Anything else you wanted to add? Work's been busy, hasn't it? Yeah. That's pretty much what it's like to be married. Work, work come home. Yeah, but it's great. I wouldn't trade it for anything. All right, he oh. looks at Amber as. <laughs> All right, well, uh, now that we've d- done a little catching up, uh, we do have a guest with us today, and it's time to introduce him. That is Mr. Paul Grubbs. Paul Grubbs and his lovely wife uh, Sarah are new members at the congregation Garrett and I attend, and uh, we we love getting to know him. And we thought there would be a great opportunity for you as listeners to get to know him, whether you go to the congregation we go to or not fabulous person uh and a, a new friend of ours so uh we're sure that you'll like him how are you sir i'm doing good i'm not sure if anyone's ever called me fabulous before so <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a new one for you're me fabulous yes <laughs> uh well uh he's going to bring a couple topics to the show today uh just two different conversations that will have interesting things that have happened in his life um, but i do want to warn uh any of the parents out there any of the listeners go ahead and double check uh with your parents or parents keep in mind that this is more of a heavier topic that we're going to be talking about the first part of the episode. Um, it's surrounded by a friend that you had that committed suicide, correct? Yes. So um, if you don't think that's appropriate for your kids, we want to go ahead and give a little disclaimer uh, that you can skip along to the uh, clash of the wits before that. But uh, with that out of the way, um, it's a pretty sobering story from what you've told me about it. So I don't know how else to throw it to you, but just go no, for it. No, that's good. Um so yeah, I, I guess when I uh, found out about the podcast and I, you know, saw the name upside up, right, right trying right. to live upside up in an upside down world. Right. Thanks for um, the tagline. <laughs> what, that, what what that made me think of was, you know, people who really do kind of end up seeing the world upside down for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of brought back some memories of the story. It's something that really, um, it was just kind of a a, a very uh, heavy moment in my life. Just sure. something that really impacted me. Um, and it's kind of led to this being somewhat of a passion of mine. I mean, not um, too crazy or anything, but just in trying to help people when it comes to something like this. Sure, so I guess sure. I'll just uh, I'll just dive into what happened. All right. Um, I'll start a little ways back. So this was when I was a, uh, a senior in high school. There was a friend of mine. We weren't too close or anything, but we were you know friends at school. Had a lot of classes together. Sure. He was pretty much the smartest guy I've ever met when it comes to you know, book smarts or anything like that. Academics. Um, yeah. And I mean, he didn't even have to work hard for it. Um, yeah. Those people are infuriating. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I was one of those people too, I guess. It's kind of, well, uh, but, you're yeah. infuriating. <laughs> I, uh, and that was it. You know, a lot of people thought I was the smartest kid in school or they'd yeah. say something like that. And I would always be like, no, it's, it's Landon. Right. Um, so at any rate, um, we, uh, you know, I was really bummed because my first semester of my senior year of high school, I found out that somehow we ended up with no classes together. Mm. Um, and so it was just a, it was a real bummer because I really liked being in classes together with him, studying with him, and just hanging out. He was a really quirky guy, right? Um, 
had a had a really like dry sense of humor that, that not everyone got, but I did. Right. Um, and so you know, I I just told myself, okay, that's all right. I'll uh I'll be able to uh, have a few classes with him the next semester in the in the spring, and so I was just looking forward to that. I didn't make you know necessarily too much extra effort to see him because I was like you know I'll have the spring semester. Sure. Um. Well, one day in the middle of the fall semester, he wasn't at school, and I uh I heard that he had moved away, just just like that, mm. and um. Mm. It, it was just so bizarre, and I, I think it was something going on, some sort of family issues. I, d- I never found out why, but he moved to Kentucky to live with his dad, okay. and it was just overnight. And I was just so sad because I was like, you know, we were so close to the spring semester. I was going to have classes with him, and right. I missed out on all those chances to talk to him and hang out. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of took it for granted that I'd be able to see him. Sure. And turns out I wasn't going to be able to. So, I you know, I texted him once or twice after that and, and um, caught up. But, I mean, he wasn't the most social people anyway. So it was just, it just wasn't the kind of friendship that we talked to each other all the time. So, uh, I still knew that he was going to UAB and I was going to be going to Alabama. Um, now I was going to be in the, the marching band there in the million dollar band. And so I was like, well, I won't have any free weekends in the fall, but in the spring I'm going to go see him at UAB. Um, and it, it's, you know, I say that backstory because it's frustrating that I didn't learn my lesson the first time. But uh, I remember it was the day before Halloween, I think, um, and I got a text from someone that, you know, hey, is Landon okay? I saw someone post something on Facebook um, that, you know, seemed weird, and I looked, and it was kind of a, a remembrance post, and I was like, well, you know, what's that all about? And um, I, you know, kind of went through a source of friends to try to find out if anyone knew anything, and I came to find out that um, he had committed suicide that day. And it just like blew me back because I, I had no idea that he was struggling with anything like that. Right, right. Um, you know, I was frustrated at myself that yet again I had counted on having this time in the future to go spend time with him and it was taken away. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had just taken it for granted that, that I would have that opportunity when I had other opportunities. But, right. um, and, so it was just, you know, it, it was really hard. Um, I had to let one of my other friends who was in Alabama with me know, and she, she had a similar relationship that I did with him. You know, we weren't like best friends, but we were close. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, because I didn't want her to find out on Facebook like I had, so I had to sure. call her and um, tell her what had happened. Um, and I, I don't know, it just hit me like a ton of bricks just because oh, I had, I w- you know, I was like, he just didn't seem like he was struggling with anything like that. Now, granted... Right. I mean, he just because someone's not as social doesn't mean that they're struggling with with something like that all the time, right? right? I just never assumed. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, we went to his funeral, and um, it was, you know, that that made even more of an impact on me. Sure. I, I go up in in line to say, you know, condolences to his family, and I'd never met them before. Um, and it it, it was his mom and, and his stepdad, and in, uh, in talking with them, I mean, they knew immediately who I was. And I come to find out, I mean, he had talked to them about me. Um, I remember one story that sticks out in my mind that he, um, uh, we had taken the SAT, right? Mm -hmm. I'm Um, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And I, um, I mean, I felt awful about it, but we get the results back and I, I'd gotten a national merit commended scholarship, which is like the the step down from national merit. 
and he had gotten it. He got the National Merit Scholarship, like the best you can do. Wow. Um, I need to hang around you more. <laughs> well, he when he's talking to his parents about it, apparently what he was talking about was how like sad he was that I didn't get there because he knew that I could have. Oh wow. Um, but yeah. that you know he he wished that uh you know he he could help somehow and and, and that I could have gotten wow. the the National Merit and. I just never knew or anything like that, right? I didn't, I didn't realize that. And, um, you know, they, they told me about a time that I had invited him over to my house to play some guitar together before we had an, uh, a uh, prep session, an AP prep session, and okay. how much that had meant to him. Um, and they, they asked me to, you know, I, again, I was just kind of floored because I didn't even know they would know who I was. Right. But they, um, they knew a lot about me. And then they asked me to be a pallbearer at his funeral. Wow. And so wow. everyone else left and it was just me and his family and we were talking about everything. Um, there were some other just really impactful moments that day. Like his, uh, at his funeral, I remember they played, uh, here comes the sun. Mm-hmm. And it, Do you it was cry just, when you hear that now, it, I don't listen to it the same. Cause sure. the thing is that that day that I play guitar with him, he taught me to play that song. Oh, oh wow. wow. So it was just, Oof. it was just a lot going. I, it was very, very sobering. The whole yeah. thing, the whole experience. And, um, you know, being being asked to to be a pallbearer for and, and with it's just his family and me and I mean right. I'd never met any of these people before so it was just I don't know it was a um, it was a crazy experience right um, so imagine. you know after that it just really struck me that like I, I you know I didn't beat myself for a while I did I tried not to beat myself up too much like what if I texted him that day what if I called him could I have done something different because you can what if yourself to death sure sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I told myself I was going to pay more attention now, and I was going to be looking for this, um, you know, this, he couldn't be the only one right. struggling. But come to find out, I, that was very true. Um, I have since had one other friend attempt to commit suicide. Fortunately, she wasn't successful. Oh, wow. Uh, another person in my graduating class did commit suicide, Um and I've, I've, I've had others that have, you know, talked to me about having those kinds of thoughts, too. Um, and so I, I guess I'm through all of this, I'm just, I've learned and and begun to realize that more and more people struggle with depression. They struggle with, um, be it something clinical or not than most people realize. Right. And there are some warning signs if you're looking for them. Um, before you get into the warning signs, um, Garrett, have you ever had a friend, uh, talk to you about that kind of thing? No, I've never had um, a friend do that. We did have a um, guy that was in my class um, at Athens that did commit suicide, um, but I I didn't know him very well um, because I came to Athens in tenth grade. I think he might have done it either in tenth grade or eleventh grade. So I didn't know, him, but I knew who he was, and um, that had a big impact on me just because his story was he was in a bad motorcycle wreck, and he was a great story because. You know, he was overcoming all that. He had a lot of injuries and stuff. And then one day he just, I don't i don't know all the details, but he, 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 he committed suicide. And uh, it, I just remember it had a big impact on us, um, all of us, because even, you know, my friend group didn't know him really well, but he was there one day and then yeah, one yeah. day he wasn't. So Right. I had um, a friend um, that did struggle with that. She didn't end up doing it. Um, and as far as I know now, she's a lot better. But she was going through a time where she was really depressed or whatever. I don't know how many people knew about it at the time, but for whatever reason, she talked to me about it. And uh, I'm not saying at all that I did a good job of convincing her not to. Um, but it's an. I don't think I completely understood the 
seriousness of it when it was happening. Just listening to you have that conversation, I don't think I ever had the thought in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind that I told this person, you know, good night or goodbye or whatever. And I don't think I ever once considered the fact that tomorrow when I wake up and I try to, you know, text her and see how she's doing, she may not be there. Um, I don't know if that was, that was probably just not being, not living in reality enough as it was, or maybe I just didn't think that she was capable of doing it, although she had these thoughts. But the fact is, I mean, when someone's that upset, that depressed, they're more than capable. I don't think that's something as humans we realize with any type of sin or any um, choice that we make, how much capability we have. I think we limit each other in our minds, probably for fear's sake. Well, and also I think, you know, part of it is you were thinking rationally. You know, why right. would she, right. why would anyone do right. that? And the, the problem comes when someone is suffering so much that they stop thinking rationally. Right. Um, and... You know, I think that that's that's one of the things that you know I, I really try to hone in on. Now, you, you mentioned that you don't know if you said anything right, or I, I think the biggest thing is that you were there to yeah, to probably to so. talk to, and um, you were there to listen. Right. I, and most of the time, I never know if I've said the right thing, but I try not to focus on that too much. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be careful with what I'm saying, but right. um, you'd be surprised how much impact you can have just just by being an ear. Just yeah. by being someone that they can talk to about these things and know that they are, um, you know, not an outcast for feeling this way or anything like that. That's interesting. The word that you just said, outcast, that's uh, that was running through my mind as you were talking. I was trying to think of like people that might be struggling with that, and it, it oftentimes is the people that feel well. They feel like an outcast, whether or not they are. The girl I'm talking about, she was very popular, very popular, but she felt like an outcast. I think she felt like all she really contributed to people's lives was humor. Very funny person. Um, but she didn't, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting time, interesting situation. But, um, what are the, what are the warning signs you saw looking back and the ones you've seen in people now? You know, it's hard to say for him necessarily because I wasn't, you know, as involved with his life that senior year. I didn't get to see everything. Um, with one friend who I'm, uh, I've been talking to about this from time to time. He's doing better now, fortunately. Um, it's, it, it really, it's just um, that I think one is overreaction to to different life events sure. and, and thinking that things are far worse than they are. Right. Um, and again, anything I'm saying here, this is not the the standard for everybody. Of course. Um, you know, you have to approach every situation uniquely. Uh, but I definitely think just anything that that can tip you off that someone's really not thinking rationally. I would just say pay attention and, and, and pay, um, you know, be, be listening for anything else and, and always be willing to talk to or anything like that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else specifically. It's really hard to say. Um, I, I guess really the biggest thing, uh, you know, you mentioned that, that she was really popular. Uh, one of my friends who uh, attempted to that I mentioned, she was also very popular. I mean, almost everyone liked her. And so it, right. it really floored me when I heard about that. Uh, right. With my friend Landon, he you know he was definitely more fit the outcast mold, just in the fact that he didn't have as many close friends, but he didn't search for more close friends. He just had the the ones that he talked to. And that's all he really right. needed, right? But um, it can be anybody. I think sure. is is the thing that you need to keep in mind. That um, don't assume that because someone makes everyone laugh, that because everyone would say good things about them, that they can't get in their head that that that's all fake, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then those that you know maybe fit the more typical mold that we think of um 
and none of it matters. It can be anybody and it can be affecting more people than, than you know. Oh yeah. I think it is. I think going back to our episode with Brad Collins, I think that just the, um, what's the word I'm looking for that the development of the internet into our lives, (laughs) you, you're warned on this. I've, I've read things about relationships and that kind of thing. If you compare your relationships to the relationships you see online, yours will always lose, right? Because, yeah. I mean, they only put their uh, best face forward. And uh, so, and that's kind of what you see. Take take the relationship off of that just individually. People putting selfies, oh, this is what I'm doing today and all this kind of stuff. And you compare that to your life, it's easy to get into a state of depression. And once that state of depression starts, that's where you get the downward spiral. Yeah. And then you just need, you know, something like... A, uh, calamity in life and they start to wonder what what's the point what why why is this worth living absolutely i think social media is about the worst thing that you could be participating in if you're struggling with right. this i mean yeah. it's um there's, there's nothing beneficial for you there right um but yeah i i don't know it's um it's hard to you know because i can't pinpoint specifically sure. anything anything i've really learned or been able to help with all i know is since paying more attention to it, yeah, I've I've found more and more people who are willing to talk to me that right. they are struggling with this, um, right. and to differing degrees. Some I would consider medical, some just other stresses and anxieties in their life causing it. And I think right. it's important to um j- to know when you need to seek medical help too. That's another thing I'd say. I'm of course I'm no doctor or anything like that, um, but there are cases where you really do need some clinical help. Sure, there are also cases where you don't. Um, the first step is just recognizing that you want to change. Right, right. And that's really where I try to get with people whenever I'm talking about this is that, you know, you, you don't want to stay here. You, you can recognize you're not thinking rationally. Let's try to get you to a place where you can think rationally. So, um, you know, there might not be any way you can stop some of those thoughts from coming, but you can handle them. Right. And, and that's the encouragement. I try to say that it doesn't seem like it right now, but you can get to a point where you can at least be able to better deal with this you might not be able to conquer it it might always be something that you struggle with but that that doesn't mean you can't control it right um right do you have something garrett for him you seemed like you were just you had a thought that was just going to bust out no i mean i just agree about you know seeking medical attention i think that um there's a stigma sometimes about depression where it's just oh you can control it just control your thoughts control but um it's it's not always like that i have you know been around people that have been depressed and I do think that there's a lot of benefit, um, medically. Yeah. Um, and medically not necessarily pills. Yeah. I mean the some of the best thing for depression is talking to somebody who can recognize, who is trained enough to recognize where those thoughts are coming from, from yeah. and pinpointing them and saying, here's where that's coming from. Here's how you de- Here's how you can deal with that. Uh, you know, I have, thoughts that I struggle with sometimes and being able to talk to somebody that can help me with those, get those under control. That's, that's helpful for me. Just somebody who's high anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, just got a high anxiety when stresses of school and that kind of thing comes. It's just like, you know, it's way up there and being able to talk to somebody is just, it's the most important thing, not just popping, uh, you know, hormones. That yeah. Kind of thing. Well, I like what Garrett said, the the stigma, right? I, I'm, I, I guess my biggest passion about all this is destigmatizing the yeah. the issue with depression. You know, we 
I feel like for decades it was something that people swept under the rug. They didn't want to talk about it, and I understand why. It's not fun to talk sure, about at all. Sure. Um, but I just want people to at least know with me, I, I'm willing to listen. I understand that right. um, You know, you know, if you want to get better, I will try to work with you to help you get better. Right. I, I'm not an expert, but I can at least try to point you to people who are. Right, um, sure. And it's it's not something that you need to be afraid of bringing to to your friends and family, and especially your fe- fellow Christians. Absolutely. I mean, that's I really appreciate um, uh, multiple people in my life that I've I've seen willing to talk about this, even from the pulpit. Right. Where I, obviously I I don't know I've not been alive that long, but I feel like that might not have been as um, you know as, as freely talked about before. Right. Um, well, in today's society, I think people talk about their emotions more to a fault um just they talk about them more but they go too far to a fault to where it's just like we'll just spit out anything anything you feel it's going on your twitter feed you know um but there there definitely is a balance there i don't think it's i don't think it's supposed to be where we bottle everything up but you know not necessarily spit everything out as well so um great thoughts i don't know what else to say besides that uh, i think all three of us would be more than willing to talk to anybody that's struggling with something like that i'm getting head nods um from the other two gentlemen sitting beside uh, across from me. But if you are struggling with that type of thing, seek somebody out, please. I don't know what else to say besides that. Any other thoughts? No, I mean, I just approaching it from a, a Christian perspective, I would just say that um, God has infinite wisdom in creating the church and giving Absolutely. us a, a family that, that we can come to and bear each other's burdens. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you're struggling with that and you haven't brought it to your your church family, I encourage you to do so. And absolutely, um, I, I would. And if someone does come to you with it, respond well. Right, right. Amen. Agree. Don't know what else to say besides that. So wonderful topic. Um, definitely sobering to talk about, but something that needs to be talked about, I think. And it's a powerful um, experience you had. So no doubt. All right. Well, switching gears a little bit here, we got the Clash of the Wits. The score is nine to seven. Uh, Justin is winning. Uh, I think he's going first today. So, Justin, what do you have for us? What is leather and sounds like a sneeze? A shoe! (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I liked it. It's one of the worst I've ever heard. (laughs) It got a chuckle out of me. A shoe? A shoe. I mm. thought that was kind of funny. Ah, well, hopefully Steven can uh, top that, surely. Yeah. Well, I feel as though we're going to have to respond positively no matter what because he uh, he's decided to do a phone-in uh, today. So <laughs> I'm almost offended at how bad Justin's joke was. Are you serious? I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think it was that bad. Surely that can't be the worst one on the show. Uh, no, it's not. It's, oh, yeah, it's not. but right now it feels pretty bad. <laughs> it feels terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, hello, Mr. Steven, and uh, what's your joke today? All right. <clears throat> so recently uh, at a funeral, this fellow was uh, in the audience. He was uh, good friends with the fellow who had passed away, sitting right behind the uh, the widow. And as the funeral came to a conclusion, he leaned up and tapped on the widow's shoulder and said, would you mind if I said a word? She looked at him thoughtfully and, and said, yeah, that'll be fine. And so he got up and cleared his throat and he said, plethora and sat down. The widow turned around and with a tear in her eye, she said, that means a lot. 
<laughs> That's a good joke. He's saying that because you're you're live on the air, so. If no, if you had heard Justin's joke, you would understand how much better that one is. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Well, thank you very much for joining us. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. You too. All right. Oh, I didn't say great sermon tonight. Oh, yeah, you forgot. (laughs) Um, uh, Thoughts, Paul? I think I've got to go with Steven on that one. Yeah, Steven. That that was pretty good. I mean, I I give it to him. This is is my tiebreaker. The fact that he took a funeral and made it funny, that was funny to me. (laughs) I thought that was good. All right, so. uh, (laughs) That means a lot. I like that one. That was one of our better ones, I think. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. He had to bring it because he was live, you know. I, yeah. I was as he was talking. I was thinking, what if he like told us the punchline by mis- by mistake, you know, like completely screwed it up, and then he had to do it over there. <laughs> it would just be so funny. Uh, all right, so I think that that makes it nine to eight. Uh, Justin's still ahead, um, but uh, Stevens closing the gap there. All right, moving on. Paul, you are a big Alabama fan. As uh, I have learned, and Garrett celebrates. That's Roll right. Tide. Roll Tide. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you moved to Auburn, as I understand it, uh, for the love of a good woman. I did. Yes, I. Uh, it was. It was more than that. Even I graduated one year early, so I took on two seventeen-hour semesters to graduate in three years, so I could move to Auburn. Which wow. I, that should tell you a like lot about more. Sarah. Oh. So. No. Oh. Okay. Sarah. Right. Not the, not the school. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just kind of, you know, I tried to pretend the athletic program didn't exist. I will say my first experience in Auburn was um, the uh, the 2013 Iron, Iron Bowl. Did that happen? Uh, I, absolutely. I, I thought don't that know. I can quote it if you'd like. Except I seem to remember getting canceled or something. Uh, no, didn't. I don't remember didn't. that game at all. I mean, I was doing something that day, but. Yeah. he w- Garrett was there. I oh, think you know We that. were both there, weren't we? I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first Auburn experience. So, needless to say, I... A wonderful uh, day. I mean, sure, be converted right then. Uh, Jump no, out on no. the field, celebrate with all of your brethren. Man. No, I just I just got to sit there, right, since right. The, the band couldn't leave and just, you know, watch everyone storm the field and right. cry myself to sleep that night. But it was, you know, <laughs> just another Saturday. It <laughs> is another Saturday in in the South. So I just really. I just sat down and for a second and I, I was speechless. I was... I can't remember if I texted Garrett or if I texted Jeffrey, but I know that Jeffrey's the only person that replied because Garrett wouldn't talk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I texted Garrett and Jeffrey replied. I may have that story wrong. I didn't wrong. think we were that close then. Like, not that we were like, enemies, but... Right. I don't... I think that we were getting closer because I... Let's see, 2013. Oh, man. No, I got to go That's back That's pre-Sears here. days. Yeah, it is pretty serious days. So I I wasn't dating Alyssa. So maybe we weren't that close, but I still knew that you were going to the game. And I mean, we had talked some since then, but. And yeah. when I were dating, she was there for me. That's, she was there for that's you. That's when I knew she, she was the one. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the funny thing about that was I was in the band. Sarah was also in the band, the Auburn band. Yes. So she was on the field storming it. Well, no, they were playing while everyone was storming, but it was the, you know, I was on my way to what I perceived as a national championship game, and suddenly Sarah was going to the national championship <laughs> game instead. Wow. Um, so, you know, there was there was a little bit of... of Strife? Yeah, maybe just more more on me just being a little immature, honestly. But, sure, um, sure. Because uh, I think if Sarah uh, was here, she would tell you, well, she is here, but if she had a microphone, she would tell you she doesn't really care about football at all. But she was excited about getting to go to Disneyland, so... Oh, um, yeah. 
I will gotcha. say, in the end, as as painful as it is for me to say, I I think it it was good it worked out the way it did because she got the better trip. She got to go to Disneyland, but Auburn still lost, so I was okay with that. And <laughs> I then so I, <laughs> my last year was 2015, and we got to go to the worst trip, you know, Arizona. There's not much to do there, right. but we won the game. So I got what I wanted. She got what she wanted. We're all happy. Yeah. Roll Tide. I tell you what, man. That was rude. I'll give you this. Auburn, um, living there the the year that I did, I, I was impressed. It was it was a lot better than I thought. If I can just, you know, pretend that the athletic program doesn't exist, right. I'd still, you know, I'd be okay with living there. It's recognized. It, I it, mean, it's a nice a town. beautiful campus. It is. Nice town. Uh, do you know who Funny Maine is? Yes. Yeah, so he, he just started a series. It's called uh, Besides Bama. Uh, on youtube and they're funny videos and uh, it's besides bama so you know i can watch it and not throw up in my mouth but um no i'm just kidding i watch I, most games that he does a commentary on i watch just because it's funny because i know how alabama fans are and how auburn fans are and i relate even though it's alabama um but he's he ranked like auburn number three out of the nine sec schools besides bama he's gone to their campus or whatever so i mean it's it's recognized by everyone as a nice campus um so i can i, I know where you come from plus i got a great congregation there with Larry oh Rouse, so i mean that's a blessing i cannot um i, I cannot undersell how much yeah. uh, of an impact the, the church there had on me it was it was fantastic and especially our first year of marriage being down there we um yeah. we would study with larry rouse pretty sure. much once a week and I value that a lot. It, it was a really great time. Oh, yeah. Were you the only Alabama fan at the church? Oh, no. No, there's plenty of, of, of Alabama fans there. Wow. That's there surprising. were even a few students that were going to Auburn who were Alabama Yeah, I knew fans. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Donahue's right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. a few others. Uh, the great thing about Paul, though, is he's an Alabama basketball fan, of which there are not that many. Uh, so I have someone to talk to about basketball. Yeah. And the frustrations and the joys. Yeah, you're probably glad to hear that. So now he doesn't have to come to you. Well, with all of this. in some ways, I mean, <laughs> we can still talk. He'll he'll be like, Alabama got this re- recruit or whatever. Some so and so. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes me sad. But no, I mean, he's been he's been talking about Alabama basketball forever. We've gotten together and watched the Alabama Auburn basketball games before. Mm-hmm. Probably, once. yeah, we did that once. Might yeah, see, I, I'm a new Alabama basketball fan. I just started being one once I got to campus. So I, I come to Garrett with like my rules questions and like what's going on in the rest of basketball. Because uh, yeah. to be honest, I don't even have enough time to watch all the Alabama games, so sure, sure. I have no idea what's going on in the rest of the landscape. Yeah, well, uh, Garrett and I have been big basketball fans for a long time, uh, and the Mar- as we talked about with the 16 seed, I mean the March Madness. That's like our favorite time. And then there's Gable, Gable, uh, who's been on the show many times. He and I are both big Villanova fans. You're really happy. Yeah, so like I'm an Auburn fan as well as a Villanova fan. I I would put Auburn above Villanova, but Villanova comes pretty close. Um, and so Villanova just won the national championship. Garrett came over to watch the game, so I mean it was a fun time. Yeah, but and Auburn and Alabama both made the tournament and won a game and won a game. So that's I mean when has that ever happened ever? I don't know. So you don't remember uh, Alabama's Elite Eight run? No, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't following it at that point. That's that's when. I mean, I was always an Alabama fan, but that's when I was eleven. I think eleven or twelve when that happened, and that was when I was caught. I really became a big fan. Yeah, caught the bugs. What I was trying to say. Caught I couldn't think bug. of the word. I was like, caught the caught, <laughs> uh, caught the I was a fan. Uh, uh, yeah, fan. <laughs> <laughs> caught the fan. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we got on a tangent there. Back to you and uh, 
Sarah, um, I had a great question I was going to ask you. Do you love Sarah? I do. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for contributing. <laughs> no, uh, oh, I remember what it was. You and Sarah, I found out, lived on the same street growing up and we didn't did. know each other, like not very well at least. No, I mean, I didn't really know her at all until high school. But yeah, we. I think we were about like six houses down on the same street. And to her, you were a little boy that rides down the lane. Well, it was more than that, too. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and get in front of the lies here. And okay. you may hear from, from Sarah that, that you wore a helmet while mowing. Yeah, okay, yeah, so you already know <laughs> that is not true. This is a complete falsehood. Um, and, and really, I, I, I think this is slanderous. It was a big hat. It was not a helmet. And it was a riding lawnmower, so I can see why you might think it was a helmet, but it Look, wasn't. Go-karting is dangerous. And if you were just pretending it was a go karting track, no, I'm, I'm, I did not wear a helmet. I'm, I'm very serious. <laughs> I know, not <laughs> didn't happen. Look, that would be funny though. <laughs> it's still funny, whether or not it's true. I mean, now I was the uh, the loser kid who had like an electric scooter that I'd ride around on, and she yeah. wouldn't, you know. It depends on where you were in loser? life when you were a loser. See, I'm like, with you. Growing up, like that was the dream. I had like a a knockoff razor i don't even think i had a razor i think i had a target <laughs> brand or something mine was basically like you know a moped right, right. you've seen like france or something it was, right. was kind of like that now did you wear a helmet with that or was it just a big hat no <laughs> <laughs> that was a helmet um, no was that the same hat that you wore mowing <laughs> i didn't i wore a helmet on the bike and a hat mowing i'm trying sarah to back him into a corner he's just not see it's up. this helmet shaming that that led to me you know not wearing a helmet uh, while i was biking around in college and i ended up getting hit by a car so what you don't want to worry about or you don't want to helmet shame people D- just did saying. you just did you just blame your wife for being for you being hit by a car you got hit by a car <laughs> no, I, okay i'm i'm exaggerating i mean i did but it was going very slow Okay, it, it messed up my bike and knocked me over. But actually, he ran into it. Just <laughs> no, kidding. no, it was at a stop sign and didn't see me. But I'm just yeah. kidding. So don't don't helmet shame people. Don't it helmet might, shame people. You know who knows they might need that helmet someday. That's right. They, well, but I didn't wear one while I was mowing. Okay, because <laughs> you right. don't need it while you're mowing. <laughs> right. I push mowed yesterday. I didn't wear a helmet though. I mowed. Wear ear protection. Protect your ears, people. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't wear ear protection. I need to wear eye protection when I, a lot. when I weed eat, but I don't do that either. Yeah, that's really dangerous. I've I have been hit numerous times, countless. I, got, I would say. I got hit right here today on my left. Dude, seat. I know. Have you ever heard of Isaac McGee? People that aren't in Athens that don't know that story, but I don't know that story. I don't know that story. Did he, he get losing eye? A, he was a landscaper, and something hit him. In, he wasn't wearing eye protection while he was. Ooh, I don't know what exactly he was doing, but some sort of landscaping. And something sh- shot up and went in his eye, and he had to have, like, serious surgery. He almost lost his vision. But he can still see. Yeah, thanks to <laughs> modern medicine. <laughs> I do need to wear eye protection. I'm not proud Make of him it. wear eye protection, Burr. She was I asleep. She, would, she didn't know. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, you should be the leader of your household and wear eye protection. You, Ooh. Yeah, threw that card in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So but, you heard it here first. Yeah. Wear protection for your head. When you're uh, riding bikes, not while you're mowing. Oh. And for your eyes I when you're reading. I was going to say it. I was gonna like, ha! Uh, and yes, ear protection for your ears. Eye protection for your eyes, obviously. And uh, head protection for mowing. All right. Let's see. I wanted to talk about... So, you... Let's back up. We, we keep getting on tangents. You were the little boy that rides down the lane for Sarah. But how did y'all meet? So, um, 
Yeah, I already mentioned we were both in band, right? So she okay. uh, she was a clarinet player, and mm. my sister was too. My sister's about three years older than me, and Sarah's gotcha. one year older than me. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But I didn't know that. Um, I don't think. So they were friends, and uh, I um, my sister would take us all to school, right? Because she she could drive before uh, right. before we could, and so I, I met her there and in uh, the car, like. Y'all rode together? Well, like, my sister Sarah and I would ride together to school. I don't, I, I think we met before that. Did y'all, like, chill, like, she was up front and y'all were in the back? Yeah, she was trying to, like, set y'all up? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, mm. I doubt she ever imagined that we would uh, get married at that point because I, I wouldn't imagine I would have gotten married to anyone at that point. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How old were you when y'all first started riding together? Riding together? Oh, to in school. the car. Okay. Um, what? The uh, <laughs> No, on the lawnmower. <laughs> With a helmet. <laughs> the uh, I thought that was like some weird way of saying you were dating or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I've never heard that it's before. Really, it's really hip now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my freshman year, so I would have been 15. Okay, and she I was guess. 16. Yeah. Or All 14? Right. I don't know. And when How did old you are start? you when, you're, when you start freshman year? 14? 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when did it, when did y'all start dating? When she w- had just started college and I was in um, my senior year of high okay. school. Okay. Yeah. So she was at Auburn. It's a long time. How'd it happen? I, I I guess really most of my friends were her age, and when they went off to college, most of them didn't really keep in touch that much, except for her. And so we just kind of got closer um, hmm. during that year, and then uh, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. That's a nice that's a nice story. I think it's interesting that y'all were both in the in band, but at rivals, and y'all got married. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, you know, it, I wouldn't recommend long distance to anybody. Oh, but I thought you were going to say you weren't going to recommend Ryan's <laughs> getting married. <laughs> but uh, I will say you can right. tell pretty early on yeah. if, if it's going to work out. And right. I think we could because it's it's not easy. Oh, no, it's um, But uh, it, it wound up being a really good thing. And, you know, she she became a Christian in college. Right. And um, then that really helped me, too. Sure. So it was just a really, um, I don't know, it's it's really great that things worked out the way they did. True I'm, I'm very love. thankful for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just a precious story. I think y'all are great. So, uh, Garrett, how'd you meet your lady? Church. You're supposed to ask me how I met mine. How'd you meet your lady? Church. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's funny, though, because um, I'm three years older than Amber, and um, I do remember getting to Pepper Road, and she would only, she would have been, you know, a good bit younger than me at the time, and I I remember talking to her a couple times, and I never would have thought I ended up ma- would end up married to her. Isn't so. that weird looking back? Like yeah, yeah. Well, from my point of view, I I don't remember a time I did not go to church with the Alexanders. Um, and then Alyssa is three three years and one month younger than me, and uh, I never would have like growing up like she's. My cousin's Allie's age, basically. She's one year older than Allie, but they always hung out. And then to think that I would date that person for three years is just crazy to think about the Jeremy back then. Yeah. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. Have you come a long way? You said the Jeremy back then. Oh, come a long way. I don't know the Jeremy back then. Uh, You don't want to. (laughs) You don't want to. (laughs) He used to wear his hat backwards all the time. Uh, that was that was a very small phase of my life. <laughs> very small. Better than a helmet <laughs> on a lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yes, that's right. No, I didn't do that. I mom always made us wear helmets in the driveway. If you were just in the driveway, 
Yeah. She was like, like, now, honey, you're walking to the car. Put on your helmet. You don't know what could be out there. Woodpeckers. That's how you phrased it. It is how I phrased it. I mean, just like when we'd ride our bikes in the driveway or the scooters or whatever. Man. It's a rough room. All right. Well, did you have any other thoughts about Sarah and you that you wanted to bring? No. Um, you and Sarah. Other than just how thankful I am for and how how much I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to grow together here at, uh, in Athens. Oh No. Uh, I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree. That's great. But I think a lot of y'all, Alyssa and I went on a double date with y'all, and y'all were just so fun. And it's, Alyssa and I have talked about this a little bit. It's Y'all are a relationship that's, definitely worthy of us looking up to um something to strive for so a very kind thing to say absolutely so the question is when are you getting married so some closing remarks (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna do this every episode right yes yeah i thought so until you're engaged can i can i be the one to announce it when it happens on the show on the show yes i don't know (laughs) um but it's an executive decision okay well something that's funny is uh I was trying to figure out what to get Alyssa for her birthday. Her uh, her birthday's coming up May 7th. So uh, I was talking to my family. I was like, I've been trying to think about what I want to get Alyssa for her birthday. And my dad said, you could buy her a diamond ring or something, or an engagement ring. I was like, Dad. And then I had to text Garrett because I knew Garrett would like it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone in, is on the same page with this except for you. Well, look, this is what I'm going to say. Money. I haven't even graduated yet. You're graduating this week, though, or next week. Okay. Still don't have a job. I make minimum. There you go. Get a credit card. That's okay. that's a good start. That, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, Stephen and I. Wait, wait. Talking. What's your job again, Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> An accountant. <laughs> Not a financial. Advisor. Always going to debt. Yeah. <laughs> debt on the right, credits on the left. No, Jeremy. Yes. That's the way that you live. Debit. Debt? No. Okay. All right. Well, so something new that we're going to add is we've had this long conversation, and Caleb always sits here, and he's adjusting adjusting our sound and trying to make us sound good, and he's the guy that edits, and he never really gets much airtime. He got to be the narrator for Harold and the Cyclops. But uh, something new that we might try, and we're going to try it this episode, is he's just going to give us a little bit of his two cents on what we've talked about. So it's going to be like a sentence or two. And uh, it's a little wisdom from Caleb. I like it. I mean, aside from uh, saying that uh, jewelry stores do have credit lines. Um, <laughs> yes, go Caleb! <laughs> uh, just one. <laughs> uh, something I heard the other day uh, was about ducks. They said, uh, always live like a duck. Look calm and cool on top, but paddle like crazy underneath. Oh, well, that's pretty good. I, I that's like pretty it. Good. He's starting a new job this week, so we can correct That's right. I meant to give a shout out to Caleb for that. That's big news. That's big news. No more swing shift. So <sighs> that's that's great. Great news for our family. And Caleb's a new person, I will tell you. Uh, I've texted him multiple times uh, this week, and pretty much every time he, sent, he sends back some sort of dry humor. <laughs> and I'm like, Caleb, Caleb's always had dry humor. Yeah, but on swing shift, he's just a little bit too tired mm-hmm. sometimes. So, I mean, it's it's like all the time. So I've missed the old Caleb. All right. Well, uh, as you may notice, the, kind of a different layout to the show, uh, trying some new things, uh, make it a little bit easier for you to listen to, uh, and also make it a little bit easier for us to make. So um, let us know what you think of those, if you have any comments with that. 
Listener questions will be back uh, just periodically. Uh, we'll, we'll get your questions maybe as a segment on the show, but instead of just doing it every episode, that was one of your suggestions. And uh, compelling contemplations, it's not going away either. It will come back just less often. Uh, I didn't really have one in mind. I may have had one written down on a note that I could have shared, but I, I mean, we had com- we had plenty of compelling contemplations, I think, between us. So uh, we want to definitely thank Paul for joining us today. You were a great guest, and you brought a lot of interesting information to the table. I think very powerful uh, first topic, and uh, just, you know, how much sweeter does it get than your love story? So uh, thank you for joining us uh, today. It was great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we want to thank Katie for her excellent work uh, writing and playing our music. She does a fantastic job, and uh, we could not do that without her. We want to thank Kevin as well for helping us record the songs. We want to thank Justin and Stephen for, for providing us with jokes, as well as our hardworking team uh, for their selfless work, our head editor and producer Caleb, head graphic designer Ke- Corbin, assistant producer Joshua, and voiceover artist Justin. I personally want to thank Garrett for joining us as always. Enjoy doing it with you, my friend. And uh, that pretty much concludes it. Do you have anything else? I'm good. You're good. All right. Well, that, that wraps up episode number 26. We hope you enjoyed it. Stay upside up in this upside down world, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hold tight. Thanks for listening. Leave a comment on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter. Man, I hope this intro goes well. Are you sweating? A little bit. Call Goldberg. No. 800-600-6014. Call Goldberg. 800-600-6014. I went for the authentic version. There you go. Where they do it twice. Yeah. My fish's name was Scotty. My mom killed him. You had him. one fish? Yeah, my mom. You had one him. fish in my tank, too, and he died. Yeah, his name was Jeremy. He died. <laughs> oh, no. I don't feel responsible for that one, though. He was under Garrett's care. I think he got beat up by other fish. What are you trying to say? He was weak. Hey, what are you trying (laughs) to say?